0: game time, Zach and John Muir. My name is Zach Wright and I'm hosted host by John Muir Wilson. Today, the name of the game is Basketball and Fashion. Serge Ibaka captured how integral and influential this, int- this relationship can be with a simple quote, I am art. In this podcast, we'll talk about the intersection of basketball and fashion, both on the court and off the court, get into some of the history of this intersection and how we see play out in our world around us. Today, we have our first guest, though, the man, the myth, the legend, my guy, Chris. He's a man of many talents. He's mm-hmm. the founder of Fruit which is a clothing company focused on sustainability as well as a musician who goes by Konda Don. Welcome to the show, Chris. So you want to introduce yourself for the the listeners here?
1: Yes, what's up y'all? My name is Chris. My full name is Christian Coleman. I also go by Konda Don. I'm a musician and a multifaceted artist kind of, you know, working my way through understanding what I what I as a human being should be doing with my life right now and not like in terms of like, oh, like what like what do I want to do with my like career wise? Like I kind of already understand like where my path lies, but in general, like that's my purpose. I want to help other people find that same thing out too. Like what, what are we doing? Like what how are we uh interacting with the earth and how can we be doing that better? And what should we what should we be focused on focusing on as a species? That's kind of like how my mentality works, just to clear that up, you know. But yeah. <clears throat>
0: Shit. I think with basketball around basketball or excuse me a conversation on basketball and fashion we might as well get into our own like our own things our our own fashion like what we wear and how basketball's influenced us personally so uh chris why don't you get us started with that and you can go next
1: mm-hmm. where so the question is basically like what inspires
0: yeah how does basketball influence your own personal style
1: okay well we all like this is something that I feel like we all, like any person that grew up in New York City can relate to, but like the relationship that you have with your sneakers is like incredibly important. It's one of those things where everything that you're wearing, you're what you're wearing on your feet at a certain point in time was like who you were. It was how people would judge you. You didn't even really need to talk to a motherfucker. If he was wearing the wrong shoes, it was like, it was very like, you know, instant like no, what do you have on? Why are you wearing those? Like you know, you're not supposed to have those on, and you know, it was annoying at a point because I, that like at certain, I was the kid growing up wearing the Pokemon sneakers because I used to like having Ash and Pikachu on my shoes. You know what I mean? So like that was what I I liked, what I like. and the world kind of like dragged me into they messing away because I couldn't just wear any old thing. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so basketball definitely played a role where like when Jordans were like, I mean, when they were at their peak, I would say, cause right now the same they they're not what they once were in terms of influence, but like you really, it was, it shaped the world around me. You know what I mean? Like the sports, like sports and fashion go hand in hand. People wear their fitted and they like, you gotta look at some people's fitted collections. Like they have hundreds of fitteds, you know what I mean? They make sure they collect as many as they can cause they, the value that comes with the clothes. And I think the same thing happened with basketball and sneakers, you know what I mean?
0: Jameer, how about you? Where's your uh, Where's your basketball? How's basketball influence your personal style?
2: Well, first of all, I just want to say thank you, Chris. I appreciate I appreciate you coming on here. You know, knowing you for a few years now, it's an honor. You're well versed and well renowned, and your talents. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> uh huh. And then uh, I just wanted to talk about a point that you made, like with sports and fashion. Uh, I think because fashion is an art form and because in many ways in different sports is also an art form so and, and, and art is influenced by life so it all works hand in hand at the end of the day which is a great thing in a way so mm-hmm. for me with fat what basketball has done for my own personal fashion which i, I can agree like. If you were wearing the wrong shoes back in the day, it's like, boy, what you what you doing? Um, So like I can see how you say that. And I also would say just like watching the trends and like seeing what is popular, but also kind of assessing myself, what works for me. So it kind of gave me uh, something or some sort of a barometer as to look at my fashion sense and my style. Um, in comparison to others you know ultimately at the end of the day we all have our own different tastes and different style unless you're just a complete copycat which I don't mm-hmm. advise um, but we all have our own sense and style but I think it just kind of really gave me a barometer in a sense of how to like use different color patterns and different on court style that was cool learning about like it, it, it made me want to learn more about The history of the game too in a way like watching watching all this cool looking stuff while looking at these cool throwback jerseys even so it's just it it influenced my personal style in so many different ways and like just now having a podcast a basketball podcast is a part of my style so you know, it, it's 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 influenced it in so many ways and I couldn't be more thankful. Uh, what about you, Zach?
0: Sure. So for me, I think my biggest influence is like in terms of like buying clothes or things I liked was based off basketball, anime slash superheroes and skateboarding because Brandon and Jay and my two brothers, they were big in skateboarding. I was just kind of like watching them do this shit because I just was not with it. Skateboarding wasn't for me, but I enjoyed the, the clothes and all that. So. You know, I had my Jordans, my Lebrons, my KDs, my Iversons. I don't remember the the crazy Adidas that everybody had at one point. <laughs> yeah, definitely have my Parados too. But yeah, kind of just like so. The sneakers is definitely a big thing for me. I think uh, like every, almost every kid can remember their first pair of Jordans. I know for me it was the the Jordan. It was the Jordan One Pack with the Celtic ones and the bread ones. It was the last the last pack available, size seven and a half, which is my size at the time. It's just like destined. i was like I had to get those. So got my first pair of Jordans, definitely was rocking those all the time. But um, you know, basketballs for me is just like like y'all said, the sneakers were so important. It's like the basis of your fit. That's the first thing people was judging. So you had to have some heat on your feet. So I got my sneakers, I got my basketball shoes, and I was getting my my skateboarding shirts from Zoomies, and I have my little skinny jeans on. <laughs> but you know, just that was like, you know, things are changing now. I like different things I've grown switched it up a little bit, but growing up, definitely basketball sneakers was, was the go-to. And then, you know, I had my, my skateboarding shirt, my, my skinnies or whatever the case I was wearing that day. But, um, you know, it was like, just like what Chris mentioned too, like with the basketball sneakers just influencing, it was that whole sneakerhead culture is just getting like, the market's very saturated at this point now. Like you got resellers, you can't even get a pair of shoes, like the day they come out, they're sold out before they even release. Like the reselling price, the second year they're coming out, is already like three hundred dollars over retail. So now it's just, I don't see the value in it as much because it's just a little ridiculous. But you know, they're definitely still a place in my heart. I still like, I like to see what's coming out, but I'm not necessarily as interested in purchasing them just because uh, I'm not necessarily a fan of paying four hundred dollars, paying four hundred dollars more for something that is just, you know, should just come out at a retail price. And I don't agree with paying beyond retail. For everything, so sneakers is one of the things I'm just like okay, I'm just gonna get what they got available. But yeah, so that's kind of it for me, really, in that sense. But um, as we all know, like Jameer mentioned, everyone has their own style, one has their own taste. They're all influenced in different ways. So, what are some off-court fashion things that you guys have seen around that's definitely been influenced by basketball? I don't know if whoever wants to jump in go ahead, or I can give you all something to start off with if you wanna think about it. Yeah, give it to me. One thing I noticed, at least nowadays or very recently, is like the acceptable short length. So now, like right now, wearing knee-length shorts is like not valid. Like you, you look goofy with your knee-length shorts on. But like the acceptable short length for men to wear is definitely influenced by like what basketball players are wearing. You know, early 2000s, Iverson influenced everyone where wear the long shorts and all that. So at that, that point, you had to rock your long-ass shorts. But now, like everyone's getting, uh, the shorts are getting, you know, it's a little a little higher up not as baggy so you know now everyone's like all right time to wear um, some shorter some shorter shorts above the knee at their minimum but you know so that's definitely something how basketball influences like what we wear
1: Mm -hmm. I think the worlds have sort of like intertwined in a weird way where like you got basketball players that almost like strive to be fashionistas before Mm -hmm. anything and like you got these dudes like wearing straight up Balmain and and just like not knowing anything but luxury because they they I I guess like the relationship is kind of like deep where you got these super rich dudes who want to make sure they always look the best because they know that they're these fashion icons at this point whether you want to be or not like what you're wearing is being watched and judged so I think like you we're talking about how basketball has influenced fashion but it's kind of like funny how fashion influenced basketball where like I feel like at one point it was like that where you would like go and look for the rules in basketball because a lot of these dudes are like doing something that everybody's gonna start copying eventually. But now like it's kind of changed where these basketball players don't really wear practical clothes no more. You can't really look like a basketball player if unless you have a lot of bread. You know what I mean? Like you're gonna be spending a lot of money to even half replicate the things that they wear when back in the day they was wearing rapper brands like you saw them in the fat farm and shit and like rock you know like they had a it was like it was more feasible you could you could reach for that look more you know i mean the thing that i think about like in terms of like the not in in terms of like a more recent past is like i used to see like some dudes wearing like two socks two pairs of socks like you know what i mean like I had one Nike sock and then the other one a little yeah. bit longer. Got the gray sweatpants, and tuck it yeah. in, like bro, you're not on the court. <laughs> but I get it, yeah. like
2: it's the look. So,
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, yeah, one thing that I like to think of right away when we talk about uh, on-court fashion and off off-court, off-court fashion and how that's like really changed and developed over time is like you always see the pictures. With like the baggy suits at the draft versus the suits now where they have like flashy diamonds and they're like skin tight and it's uh it's very interesting to see that and also again with like the the walk the pregame walk
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh just seeing what dudes wear now versus what they wore back in the day it's just so different they used to be baggy jeans and like, as y'all mentioned, like baggy clothing and now it's like tight stuff. And it's like the bigger, higher end brands that you see. Or sometimes you'll see like odd costumes and stuff like that. Like it's, it's so interesting and fascinating and appealing to see what people are going to wear before the game, because it tells you so much about a player before they even step on the floor and it, it tells you about who they are, outside of their their game and what they do on the court because like Mm -hmm. there's guys like uh JaVale McGee for example he may not get as much playing time like he's 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 well known but he doesn't get as much playing time but like sometimes he'll step out the box with his clothing and you know just to say hey I'm here you know that kind of deal um and even with the WNBA I love seeing the WNBA outfits too. I think they really try hard to make that to make a statement before the game.
0: Yeah, definitely, yeah. Because like, um, you both you both touched on this a little bit, but like, I was reading a Van, Vanity Fair article, and there's there's a I can't remember the name of the designer, but she was saying how she picked out their 30 days worth of outfits in one trip in like a different city for whatever whatever city the player going to be playing in. They pick out three different outfits for one day, and like. You know they have the outfits set up for the players, tell them what to wear, how to wear this and that. So like it's definitely a big business for these players because like like you're saying, like Jabelle McGee's not, you know, he's not gonna, he's not a superstar or start player or anything. Sometimes he doesn't even get to like play, you know, every game, but this fashion uh, avenue is a way for him to like make a name for himself, make money, you know, get these sponsorships and all that. And like um Like with Beats too, like it's just the whole technology along with your outfit thing that started off. Like that was, Beats got big because LeBron wore Beats during the 2008 Olympics. And after that, just the brand just became a big thing. And then, you know, that led to a whole different avenue. Everyone, like the Beats were a part of your outfit, are part of people's outfits, you know, to a degree. And now like AirPods, everyone's wearing their AirPods. Like all this is like stemmed from LeBron James just happening to wear Beats in public. And that wasn't, that wasn't like an accident. He definitely did that on purpose. But you know, just the way these things, how one thing just led to a whole industry of earphones, uh, earbuds, whatever you wanna call it, headphones, like all that just became a big part of people's outfits from then to now, like even till this day, like like your AirPods is like considered like a part of your, it's a status symbol on your body, like shows, it's kind of showing who you are, gives a way of expressing yourself in 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 your person. So all that's very interesting
1: yeah and I was gonna mention that i you you um kind of went a little bit into it how like these people wearing this stuff is literally a branding opportunity for a lot of companies. So like that's why they have people that are working in this and like literally getting paid to like structure out all these outfits and because you got a lot of people paying for these people to even have the clothes in their hands. so it's like it's kind of like obligations almost in order for these people to keep wearing more and more like higher end stuff because those are, those are the dudes that can afford – those are the people that can afford to pay them enough to actually wear those clothes. So mm.
2: that makes sense. Yeah, and I would add, to like – I really love that you touched on that, Zach. I was going to touch on that, too, because I read an Esquire article about that similarly. Um, and, like, just seeing, like, how, how big that became. Like, everybody had the bulky uh, beats going into a game and just walking around in general. You would see that all day, every day. And then now with AirPods, it's like everybody in the world has a pair of AirPods for whatever reason. And you just they just whether it even be just one in your ear, two in your ears, it is a status symbol and a statement about who you are as a person. And to have such an influence from just a game, it's it's just crazy to think about, to be completely honest.
1: Yeah, I mean, they've changed it from being a game to like almost a world like you have a whole World inside of a world. A lot of basketball fans are like strictly basketball fans. You know what I mean? There's some people that don't do nothing else but watch basketball. Like their lives is go to work, go home, and watch basketball on YouTube or watch it on watch the games on ESPN. Or they don't do nothing because it's like you know it's 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 entrancing. You got stadiums, gigantic stadiums. This is like almost like it's like symbolism in a way. You know what I mean? You make these giant stadiums in these places for people to feel like they are. Like they get entranced by the sport, they get entranced by everything around the sport, the amount of people that go watch the sport, the other people you can meet in the street. This one dude, I was at Rolling Loud and some dude was literally like yelling at anybody that was wearing a jersey of the team that was opposing his jersey. Like he was at an event that had nothing to do with sports, at people over their jerseys because he was so excited that his team had won. And I'm just like, to me, I I can't help but like instantly cringe like but other people get it they understand they understand the value that that has for you but for you know for somebody that don't understand that don't have that same connection with the sport I'm not gonna care I'm not gonna understand why you feel like you gotta yell at everybody but you know you get it they they found ways to really entrance people into these sports and Mm -hmm. it's like deep where it's like your life now you know I mean this dude is living he cares more more about the sport than anything like he is like allowing it to spill over into different aspects of life. So,
2: you know. It's funny that you mentioned that, just like with sports in general, um, earlier on today, actually, there was like a serious presentation about a very serious topic going on. And me and a man, me and, me and the person presenting, um, mentioned, like we mentioned something about sports earlier on, and he used it, he used an analogy based on what we talked about in sports. Me like me being a Sixers fan in that analogy about some, about a very extremely serious topic. Mm-hmm. So that's how much sports mm-hmm. is intertwined with this world. And then also with, with off court fashion too, something I just want to add and something that I think is really cool, not only about how companies are using players, but about how players are leveraging companies and utilizing these companies as resources to move their brand forward through fashion like LeBron and Kyrie and KD and so many players nowadays have shirts and jerseys and socks and all different kinds of cool stuff that they did that, you know, back back in the day, players didn't previously have. I I think that's really awesome to see people build like empires, like LeBron James is a a billionaire now at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, And just using like, obviously LeBron James has many other business ventures, but his sneakers are one of the main, you know, off court resources that he has at his disposal.
0: Yeah. He signed for a billion, a billion dollar lifetime contract on this, on the sneakers. Like, like that's one billion, bro. Like when he's when it's all said and done, he was guaranteed a bill.
1: Like right.
0: That market is. I think that's one of the things that just like players are like, yeah, like I could really make some money off of how I you know how I dress, how I look. I mean, see, look, like I mean, go yeah, bro.
1: No, I was, I was gonna say that's probably why my man's turning down that deal, but he just because he he saw something else on the sun on the horizon. But you know. Because I'm thinking, because you're right, like it's just so much money to be made in a sport. Like when you see somebody tell you, oh, I'm gonna give you 25 million, that should don't sound like it, sound like measly. It's like, what? Yeah. That's it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just gave him yeah. a belly. <laughs> uh, it's just
0: the, yeah. it's just crazy. So basketball players wear what they do, they just influence. Even if they're not even trying to, just influencing people. Like, I know y'all remember the Duke starting five haircut. <laughs> like, everybody had their Duke starting five cut
2: back in the day, you know? Like, everyone, <laughs> I know you remember that, Amir. I gotta see. Hey, I remember that, man. With uh, Chris Webber and the Fab Five. Yeah. I gotta Jad see. Fab Five, too, with the, the oh, black socks. Oh, bro. Hey, wait, 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 yes, wait, wait, you. wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. Wait, 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 me, the Duke starting five, the
2: haircut. Oh no, 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 I'm thinking of a completely different thing. Yeah. Okay.
0: I'm talking about haircut, bro. yeah. I'm looking at Yeah, 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 yeah,
2: yeah.
1: A lot of niggas was permanent hair and doing that. I'm like, bro, this. The
0: curl sponge. Yeah.
1: Little curls with the curl sponge. That was the era. Fact. That was the basketball. That was. Mm-hmm. that was definitely a basketball thing Huge. that's funny. that's like iconic dude.
2: everybody
1: yeah, it's like a mother had that cut you had that everybody and a mother had that cut
0: oh god Weird. Weird. A, lot, a lot of the uh off-court stuff that we see people wearing like the sneakers and all that they're all born from these players ability to play on the court and they're you know what they were on the court. That's the first, the first time you learn about these players is like when they're playing basketball. So, you know, I want to talk mm-hmm. about you know, a little bit about the on court things. I think one modern thing that happened, I think it's 2018, that was a huge move for the sneaker, the sneaker, uh, department at least was the NBA lifting the team color only restriction on shoes because before players. For those, for those of you who didn't know about this, players used to only have to wear shoes that were matching their team color. So let's say someone was on the Spurs. Their shoes had to be black and white or gray or, I guess, silver. He had black, white, or silver. That was the limit. But in 2018, they lifted that limit, so players are coming in wearing their Christmas sneakers, their uh, little their shoes based on their little brother like Zahn has shoes based on his brother. Uh, players are just coming in wearing, you know, the player editions, just really pulling out their sneaker collection. And in terms of players who really benefited from this, I can think of uh, PJ Tucker. Oh yeah, uh, the, know, the NBA sneaker king. Yeah, sneaker king. He, he brought 90 pairs of sneakers to the bubble in 2020, and apparently he owns over 5,000. So this band being lifted allowed a player like him to definitely show him show his stuff. And this did increase his, uh, his profile. He's not a lot more famous because of this band. So with that in mind, what are some other on-court fashion things you guys see? Or even if you see people playing in the park, like, just things replicating, like, what are some things you guys have noticed?
1: What do you mean? Ask the question one more time.
0: Like, what are some, like, things that you people, you've noticed people doing, like, when they're playing basketball, replicating these famous players, like, their on-court fashion, oh. the things they're wearing on the court?
1: I mean, I think, like, um I would say, like, definitely, like, gestures and just, like overall body language and all of that like kids are susceptible like when they see somebody they like they gonna try and do what these people do and like I feel like you definitely at least like when I was growing up I would see a lot of kids like like really like embodying the people that they would watch like it wasn't like just like oh I'm gonna just try to like look like him a little bit or like just get the same haircut like no like I like the persona in general like I'm gonna like act like I'm just too cool to exist. You know what I mean? Like that, a lot of that is passed down from, from the people that are better, like the, the people that are running the game. So I don't I, I don't know if that is like exactly on point, but I just thought of that instantly, like, you know what I mean? Like things that we're doing with our bodies, you know what I mean, before anything.
0: Like the people's uh the way they the way people play the game of basketball, there's you know, they get it from like watching their favorite players like trying to do replicate their moves, their signature moves. Like, little kids always trying to be Kyrie, doing a whole bunch of foolishness. I mean, when Kyrie does it, it's not foolishness. When they do it, just looks goofy. But, you know, like, trying to be these players, trying to be these people. So I definitely get what you're saying.
2: There's a lot of things in terms of, like, on-court fashion that we could talk about. Uh, number one, everybody nowadays has at least one knee pad sleeve or arm sleeve. <laughs> everybody. And their mother does now they wear some sort of accessory that some sort of signature accessory that helps them stand out or helps them feel like they're playing better or sometimes you know they actually need it but uh usually it's an, just an accessory and in terms of the NBA game like as you said like just with the on the like color restriction that was huge for the game you got other like crazy things like stance socks nowadays, like people wearing not only um, regular regular shoes, like they're wearing out-of-the-box sneakers, they're wearing out-of-the-box socks. You had other brands merging with the league, like Nike, Adidas, and all that kind of stuff. And you see these like city jerseys nowadays every year. They're really cool. I love to see what the NBA does each year with those. Playing around with the uh the theme of the team, the with the city and bodies and stuff like that, and putting it into a jersey. I really like that idea. They've come up with some cool stuff. Some some stuff has been whack. I'll be I'll, I'll be completely honest, but some of the stuff, some of the jerseys that they come up with are really nice. They even had these earned jerseys this year that Nike did. I thought that was a cool idea too. Having teams that made it to the playoffs. Get an additional jersey called an earned edition jersey. I like that. And nowadays, it's not like just a home and away uniform. You see more like, for example, like Phoenix wore that uh, black volley jersey most of the year.
0: Yeah, they definitely did.
2: Because it was fire. And, it, you know, it's, it's black with their their traditional, you know, purple and orange colors. And I think that's that's dope that they're doing that, taking, taking a step further and advancing the game, you know, aesthetically, because when you talk about fashion, you talk about aesthetics. And when you lift band lift, when you lift the team only color band like that, and you allow for more to, to hop in the mix, like more colors and stuff like that, like the game is already high paced and it's already entertaining. But if it's in black and white, it's not really gonna be entertaining. You know what I mean?
1: So I like that idea. I love the idea of a lot of black men being able to be more self-expressed, like expressive. So the idea of them being able to wear whatever the hell they want on the court, that just that that can only lead to more, that can only lead to better in my opinion. Like, I think people should be, you know, like expressive, especially when you're doing something like that. Like you're again restricted by the refs, <laughs> you're restricted by the people that hate you, telling you how to play. Might as well be able to at least wear something you like. You know what I mean? Here and there, like I get the uniform because you need to make sure, like, you know, it's safe. You know what I mean? I don't want people wearing just while I'm not wearing any old thing and then it starts getting in the way of the game. But
0: yeah, you get touched on like the rules and restrictions uh, after like the Malice in the Palace in 2005, they dropped the whole business casual dress code. Cause you know, as you all remember Iverson, you know, he changed how people were coming to, you know, pre-game uh, things, pregame tunnel and postgame interview, everyone was just dressing, wearing like whatever they wanted, like their chains, baggy clothes, baggy jeans, this and that. After the mouse in the palace and the whole thug mentality of the NBA quote unquote, they had to, uh, well, David Stern chose to implement a business casual dress code and that kind of helps usher in the Age we're in now where everyone's just wearing higher higher end clothing in the pre-game, pregame uh, tunnel. Since they they were restricted in one way, so they found another way to express themselves by just you know playing around with the rules because the rule just said business casual, so it didn't say you had to wear a certain thing. So everyone kind of just took it their own way and, like you said, express themselves in the best way possible and just influencing the culture, just switching yeah. up there, just yeah. Everyone wearing, like, you know, their Burberry, they're very, very this uh, Louis Vuitton, that. And then players even were bringing their own brands into it now, too, which is very interesting. So it's just I'm pretty-
1: surprised they can't even do that legally. <laughs> what did you say? I'm surprised they can even do that legally. To be yeah. No, how
2: it Nah, but. Um. Um, I just want to add also, I like what the NBA is doing with brands. Speaking of Louis Vuitton, like, the the nba the finals trophy the larry o'brien trophy is stored in a louis vuitton case and they started that last year i think that's like super dope so just like you and then i think they also had a collection if i'm not mistaken like a louis vuitton x nba collection which is super cool and like i just also like i like how the nba is branching out with different brands and you're getting so many different products and stuff that players and people can use and everybody can benefit from as a whole
0: and even like you have like your uh when players have their iconic moment like iconic moments i'm just thinking like mellow in the summer with hoodie mellow like now you got kids wearing hoodies playing basketball like even in 90 degree weather i'm seeing people rocking a, a a short sleeve hoodie playing basketball like bro you're you're hot you're not hot but they want to look like mellow they want to have that oh that hoodie mellow look like that is about to come out and start cooking shit like all mm-hmm. these things really just do influence people and in what they choose to do and how they choose to dress. Anything else y'all want to add at this point?
1: I mean, I would just say like that like that reminds me of like similar 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 to how. The influence of Kanye had everybody wearing backpacks for no reason.
2: Yes, bro.
1: <laughs> remember how at one point they just walk around with back people would just had their backpacks on like for no reason you know you didn't need it on but you just wanted to feel cool like oh like I'm stunning with my backpack buying different kinds of bags and oh there's another thing too that basketball influence remember there was a point where I don't know if this still happens to this day because you know I'm not in school anymore I don't really see like kids walk around with their backpacks but like Remember those backpacks that used to have, like, those intricate designs with the wings? And um, one of them had the wings. One of them had, like, the little tiki face or something like that. It was, like – Yeah. Yeah, there was, like, particular – spray grounds Yes. Yeah, yeah. th-
0: That's what they're called.
1: The, they made – They must have made a mint strictly off of the basketball – strictly off of basketball influence. Every kid playing basketball was wearing one of them backpacks.
0: Spray ground is, like, all over uh, 2K now, too. Mm-hmm basketball fashion is extended to 2k but now you're like because with players people can make their my player and they can dress them how they want to dress them so they just put all the luxury brands in the game just have people dressing their player in their uh you know their burberry shorts that spray grounds uh you su- know supreme of course is in the game yeah. it's like well, this just basketball just getting these people to rock, this clo- rock these clothes in this game and then you know there's people who are going to go out and buy the clothes in real life
2: yeah, in in the park, they even have uh, maybe you'd be seeing people rocking the Palm Angels sweatsuits.
0: <laughs> Where yeah. uh, Kappa got in the game too at one point, I believe. Yeah, 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 definitely is a major business with a lot of different avenues being tapped into. It's really crazy,
2: and um, it's funny too because I bought a support black colleges hoodie, or my, my girlfriend did, and she got it like, she got me one in like when I walked up, they was like, oh, you got that from 2K? You got, you got that with your VC? I was like, what? <laughs> so you can see just, just in that reference, how much 2K and how much basketball in general has had, like has a hand in people's lives. Can you real life buy this shirt though from the game? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> nah, there was just was a joke. Say, It was just clowning.
1: <laughs> I mean, Nah, the word that's that's like that's that's funny. <laughs> Use your VC to get that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm crying, you, you know, money hungry. You got the VC situation set up, it's paying $70 to have fun to get your character dripped up. I'm like,
2: <laughs> yeah, some people do it though, spend money
0: cosmetics in 2K. Hey, did I? They ain't worried about getting good, they just want to look good.
1: Shit is Look, great. if you know you're not going to win, why not at least win and Weird. lose the file? it. Facts, bro. All right. Yeah. I'll, be, I'll be getting dripped out in games, too. <laughs> Word. Real <laughs> right. that's, I think that's everything for
0: today's episode. Before Jameer gets us out of here, my guy Christian Colvin, is there anything you want to plug while you are here?
1: uh no i just want to say say a couple words you know like at the end of the day like this is a moment in time and i know like eventually like if as people learn about what i'm doing they gonna listen back but the idea is just like think to, to everybody just think about what you do on a daily basis think about think about your actions and if they are productive to the greater scheme of our reality. And if you could like maybe be doing something better with your time and with your money, like every day, just consider that consider what you could be spending your money on. And is this something that I really need? And where will this go when I'm done with it? Because, you know, I'm not gonna go too much into it because I could talk all day about it. But the garbage, the garbage that the things that you throw away, they don't really go just 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 understand that that's just a message that I put out there for now.
0: Talk to the people, man. Mm-hmm. Still gonna plug your we still gonna plug your uh your latest release on Apple Music and Spotify in the in the description anyway yeah. we're gonna, but you know
1: appreciate you coming on here bro. Od lit I'm happy I'm always happy to come support you know I got I got a bunch to chat about and I'm just happy to support the Game Time podcast so you know the vibes. Yeah.
2: All right, Mary, why don't you get us out of here bro? Well first of all Chris. It's always a pleasure mm-hmm. doing business with you, talking to you. And I appreciate you very much for coming on to our podcast today. It means everything. And, you know, obviously today, that's that's it for the episode. Thanks, thanks for tuning in to Game Time as usual. My name is Jomir Wilson. I was co-hosted by Zach. Uh, we, we featured our special guest, Christian Coleman, a.k.a. Con the Don. Uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at GameTime underscore podcast, Twitter at GameTime underscore ZNJ, as well as Facebook at GameTime with ZNJ. To listen to future episodes, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We can't wait to talk more basketball on GameTime.